G'day and welcome to this episode of the Irish Australia podcast, where we shine a light on Australia's ever-growing Irish community. If you like the show, please follow us on your podcast app and leave us a review while you're there. Now, let's get into today's show. G'day and welcome to the Irish Australia podcast. My name is Mark Tobin. I'm your host for this podcast. This is our first ever episode and I am delighted to be welcoming Aoife Butler, the 2023 Rosa Tralee mental health nurse and proud Wexford woman from my home county. Even We even got a bit closer than that myself and Aoife. We're from the same parish. Um, Aoife, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. It is a small world, isn't it? It is a very small world. Um, yeah, for anybody who's wondering, me and Aoife are from uh, Kilrush Askamore, not to be confused with Kilrush County Clare, which I got a lot when I first moved to, first moved to Australia, which is in North Wexford. And... Uh, yeah, it's a long way from Sydney, Eva. It is a long way from Sydney, but I think that's the the beauty of it. We we always find our way back to, you know, us Wexford people are very proud. So it's nice to be the first guest on the podcast and be a fellow Wexford woman. Tell me, so when, let, let's go back a bit before you kind of moved out to Australia, were you you know, just finished university when you decided to come out or were you had been working in Ireland for a while before you decided to come out? Maybe just give us a bit of background of what you were up to before you came out to Australia. Yeah, so look, I suppose I've been in Australia coming up nearly five years now. Um, I was qualified as a mental health nurse in 2017 and then I worked for two years in Waterford down in the uh, Department of Psychiatry down there. Um, so I worked there for two years before I um, emigrated, made the big move out to Australia like many young people have and are doing now because we see them coming in their droves. Yeah. And were you kind of thinking, oh, I'm going to do the one year working holiday visa or did you, as I know, nurse, well, pretty much any any healthcare profession, I think, is in high demand in Australia. Did you, you know, come over on a sponsorship visa with New South Wales Health? or No, so I came over like a lot of people too on the working holiday visa. Um, I, yeah, I didn't really know how long I was going to be coming for, just on a whim I suppose nervous of the big move and um didn't want to give too much pressure um because if I didn't like it I didn't mind you know coming back but it was just to give it a go really I suppose and um see how I how it go but that was yeah nearly five years ago and I'm still here and I love it so times change and you just don't know what to expect but uh yeah exactly and did you come on your own or was there like a couple of other nurses came with you from college you kind of you were all kind of maybe thinking the same thing after gathering up a bit of cash from working yeah uh, no so I actually came I came on my own initially but I um had I was in a relationship at the time so then um my partner at the time came over a couple of months after um for me I suppose it was a bit different because my brother lived over here um Matthew and he yeah, he emigrated in 2013 and like that was on a working holiday visa, came over for three and a half years. Um, but he actually sadly passed away over here in Australia. So I was at home studying at the time. I was just in my final year of uh, university and when I found out and, you know, I was always going to be the plan to come over to to see him and to experience nursing in Australia because it was something that he talked about a lot um so I guess 
you know, after a period of time, uh, you know, going through kind of the loss, I, I just needed to come to Australia to see what it was about because he had spent the last three and a half years of his life here and, you know, he hadn't been home. Um, So, yeah, I came over kind of just figuring it out. I had a partner at the time, um, but I knew lot, lots of his friends and I knew lots of people from home that were over here too. So it's been a journey for sure. Yeah, it's... um. It does make it a bit easier, I think, when you kind of know people on the ground or you've kind of had uh, family in in your case. Unfortunately, as you say, Matthew passed away. I remember well my mother telling me and um, yeah, it was a very sad time around the, around the parish and indeed in Carnew, Um As I know, yeah, yeah. both of you guys are from the other side of the parish so you went to went to school in Carnew rather than in uh, Bunclody where we got to generally go to school in the other side of the parish which is a bit of a bit of a weird one we're both from the same parish but you went to school in a whole other county um and, yeah uh, yeah yeah I, I it's funny when you talk to the ask more people yeah no they were in school in like Carnew and County Wicklow and we were like in school in yeah FCJ and Bunclody but um everyone says that to me still they're like are you not from Wicklow I'm like can we not talk about this please (laughs) (laughs) no I know well um we used to have that with the with the the Carlo people on our side you know they'd be saying yeah uh, yeah no they went to school in FCJ but Claudie but I said aren't you from Carlo yeah (laughs) but it's like right on the border people from like Kildavin and Donegal and stuff um yeah and now you're still doing the mental health nursing uh, in Vincent's, is it? Sorry, Hild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In St. Vincent's, uh, just actually in Darlinghurst there. Yeah. But um, did I see somewhere though? You've you've also studied in Australia, so you you've you've kind of done a master's or a postgrad or something in, a, in in Australia as well. Yeah. So last year, well, 2023 was has been a whirlwind of a year for me, which I'm very, very grateful for. Um, obviously, you know, I was in the Rosa Trilly um, and had a big year with that. But I was actually doing my master's full time um, with University of Newcastle um, in mental health nursing. So I just graduated a master's in mental health nursing um, just in December there as well. So I'm uh, very grateful to be able to do that. I am a permanent resident now, I should say, um, and I've passed my citizenship test just waiting for my ceremony so um yeah that i've had the i guess very fortunate opportunity to be able to study over here in my time as well so it's been great yeah it's a bit of an unusual one you don't i don't know if too many people are well i'm a bit older than you so maybe we're out of the study game <laughs> i don't know too many people who've yeah kind of came over and actually you know kind of furthered their career study wise i think in in australia and you know for i guess maybe other nurses or whatever. How did you find, you know, doing the, the postgrad in, in Australia versus going to university in, in Ireland? Was it same, same, but different? Or do they have a totally different approach or take on it? Oh, God, I have to be careful now how I answer this. But um, <laughs> look, I... I have to say I felt it was easier a little bit. Um, it was online, so I have to say like that is obviously easier. It gave me flexibility because mm. um, I was working full time as well. And um, it's definitely different. But the big thing for nurses um, coming from Ireland or even the UK, like we ch- we specialize in our, in our um, degree. So when I 
started university back in whenever it was 2012 or 11 um I picked mental health or psychiatric nursing it was at the time and I did four years of that as a bachelor like an undergrad but here in Australia they study just nursing for three years and they can work in any specialty except for like midwifery I think they have to do extra studies so it's a different kind of way of teaching so that's why they a lot of people go and do a master's I feel like our bachelor was harder than the master's to be honest um just I think it's like that old saying um not to say we're great but Ireland trains people really really well and that's what we're renowned for including the teachers and so many other professionals um so it wasn't easy but I do think that we I was well prepared and with such great education in Ireland to be able to do it yeah I'm glad to hear you did it online because you wouldn't want to be driving up and down to Newcastle now every weekend for in-person classes or anything it's a it's a fair hour drive um but yeah I know what you're saying I mean my sister's um a pediatric uh, nurse down in the Royal Melbourne Children's Hospital and yeah I remember her doing her thing and you know she was doing peds from you know kind of kind of day dot um and Mm. the other girls she knew from university were all kind of doing you know whether they were doing psych or they were doing um peds or some uh, some of them were doing surgical um yeah it seems to be that's the way you kind of start you start off in your kind of specialism from day one rather than just doing a, a general nursing degree um and if yeah. you if we've got anybody you know listening back home or you know maybe a couple of nurses who were just after arriving on the ground and they've been up and down the east coast and uh, having the crack and now they're you know looking to get going in wherever sydney melbourne uh, brisbane doesn't matter you know what advice would you give to somebody who's you know thinking about coming out to do nursing or maybe he's you know come out on the working holiday visa they've done a bit of traveling and now they're you know looking for a job or trying to get a job yeah look I think my observation is it definitely has changed since I came over just before COVID um so I think it's important to note that but um the app around the registration from an Irish perspective to get that registration is the longest process so I would say if you're at home in Ireland to get on that now and start that process it is timely there's expiration dates around things that you have to have so you know you know first step first kind of bit of advice is to get involved in that and have as much of that as done before you come to Australia even if you don't want to work straight away it's just better to have it done um and then in regards to work um Look, there is thousands of people coming to Australia from just Ireland. We've heard last year the most immigration from Ireland mm-hmm. to Australia and I think ever have young people. Um, and so, yes, there is work, but like the work won't always be there. And it, I, I'm just mindful of like people saying all the time, like there's always work and Australia is this, you know, great place of you know given and we are short staffed but it's about maybe looking at permanent positions or more you know you mightn't be sold the dream to work you know really close in the space you might have to travel a bit more like do your kind of research as well and don't come thinking I'm going to walk into a job because things take time um you might be really lucky and some people um it takes a bit more time as well or they mightn't get the especially now we see there's a rental crisis a little bit like you know in in Australia at the moment especially in Sydney so they might it depends on where they're living how much they might have to travel um yeah I'm just really conscious of not saying to people like obviously Australia is amazing but you know it takes hard work and I'm sure you know that yourself and it's not always easy so just be prepared for that 
um, and have some money okay. saved. And Tess, what are you doing now day to day in your in your job? So just give people a sense of, you know, your role at, at St. Vincent's Hospital. Yeah. So I actually started a new role today. <laughs> so it's um, oh, a bit different. Timely. Yes, I started in the community. Um, so my title is a clinical nurse consultant to GP Share Care. Um, which is a mouthful but primarily I worked for four and a half years in the emergency department where we would assess look after and manage people who present to the emergency department um, seeking mental health um, treatment um, and I also worked in education for the last two and a half years so I was supporting students uh, teaching staff and um, performances like any performance issues and um, being a part of education in services and like there is so much opportunity from a career point of view in Australia and especially in nursing which is great like I have been in senior roles covering managers that I you know I think if I was in Ireland I probably wouldn't have had that opportunity um but today I start yeah in the community which is liaison more community inpatient uh, mental health so I'm excited about that congratulations um sounds like it's <laughs> going to be uh yeah a different role but an exciting role yeah absolutely um if you know St Vincent's it's in the CBD so it's very busy it's inner city hospital so I'm excited to just have a little break from the emergency department and um the busyness of that so this is something different which I'm, I'm looking forward to I know well I used to live just around the corner from a Potts Point for many many years um <laughs> I want to move on to the second thing I, I had you on here for because you uh, were representing Sydney last year, 2023, Rose at Tralee, on top of doing your master's and working full time. As I'd say back in Westford, <laughs> you're a queer busy woman in 20. 20- yeah, that's putting it lightly. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was very busy, but all positive stuff, and- so I can't complain. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, yeah following your journey closely on on. Um, on social media because obviously you know it's a great there was great local festivities up in Askamore and uh, I know it was uh, you know a huge deal for for everybody back at home yeah, especially in Askamore and Wexford uh, more broadly because we had two contestants because we had a Wexford Rose and we had you know you coming from Wexford representing yeah. Sydney can you maybe take us back to um you know the start of last year and you know thinking about putting in you know an application for the for the sydney selection event you know what what was kind of the the thought process of no i'm going to give this a go and do it yeah so my friend um jane had went for it last year um and it was the year maud brennan um in 2022 represented sydney so i kind of was supporting her through that process and got to see you know attend all the different events and that was probably when i first was like oh this is actually really cool you know you got to see so many people from the irish community and usually they take a year out like so not every year sydney's in it um and so 2023 was meant to be our year off. You have to be under the age of 30 before a certain date. And I would have been 
too old if we didn't do it last year which kind of disappointed me and made me feel old because I was like oh my god I'm getting old now I can't do these (laughs) things um but we got a wild card because we were 60 years in the Rose of Tralee so it was our anniversary so that's how we ended up kind of being in it last year which is absolutely fantastic obviously I seen that it was advertised and you know for me in life when I lost Matthew I've always really wanted to strive to make the most of uh, you know we only have one life and I want to take all the opportunities that I can um you know that life affords me and I suppose the whole age thing I was like okay this is my last chance to do this will I just throw in the application it would be class to say you know as a as a girl coming from Wexford never really thinking I wanted to stay in Australia to represent Sydney uh, for my brother really um I was like I'll give it a go um but I definitely did not think I was going to be picked and I yeah I was extremely proud very very proud and I know you kind of as you said uh, you know a a girl you knew had kind of done it the year before but when you actually got selected was it what you expected you know you know and you know doing events in 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 Sydney and around on the lead up to you know traveling back home for the festival down in Kerry to you know what the other girls were like you know when you met like all the other roses were they what you expected or did you know what to expect so hard no um it's so hard to put into words because I you know every Irish person is very patriotic and I watched the Rose of Tralee when I was younger but I didn't like watch it religiously and have this big story about how I wanted to be a rose like I really didn't think that I could be a rose I never imagined myself doing that really um so being in it was very surreal for a long time um but it was just fantastic. Like it really gives you such an opportunity. Like I've never won anything. I didn't, I played GAA till I was about 15 and I wasn't great at it. Um, you know, so I didn't, I didn't get an opportunity to like win anything or bring pride like that, you know, from a winning perspective or a representation perspective to my community or to my family. And so I just really felt that like, and I was so proud um, to opportunities meeting the girls, traveling, getting to come home, like just even being in social, like different social events and meeting. I've met the consulate, our Irish consulate here, uh, Rosie. She's absolutely fantastic. So many times, so supportive. You get to see the older Irish community here community here in Australia um you know as a young person I just think it opens up so many doors um and it's been absolutely fantastic I think I think I saw it on your reel you put up um last week or you know where you were kind of just summing up 2023 or maybe a, a bit older but I I saw I'm pretty sure it was um Bally Ellis National School which uh, I mean you just live around there, or your parents live just kind of around the yeah. corner from it I mean what was that like I you know you obviously they like the All-Ireland winning guys, you know, bringing the, the Cups eventually goes back to, you know, their national school that they went to. You know, what was it like walking in there as like the, like Rosa Tralee with, I don't want to say an entourage, but I, I'm sure the, there was a fair few <laughs> from the parish committee there with you as well. It sounds ridiculous, but I, that is literally what I said. I was like, no wonder these lads go back, you know, for Harlan and the All-Ireland. Like, I was like, I felt like I honestly, I was like, I won, like everyone was so proud all the kids like I was so overwhelmed by the community in Askamore the signs like they obviously had a night for me in the hall and everyone came together just for me like I just couldn't 
I couldn't comprehend and I still really can't like put it into words um it was just so special and it really because no one in our area had been on the rose truly and so people like they all kind of resonate with when they watched it or you know growing up and just that they knew me from being a young person um but the kids were just fantastic now I did laugh because a lot of their they had all like Australian flags and stuff um and a lot of their questions was like how many snakes have you seen and how big are the spiders and you know all these like Aussie questions that they think I'm living in the outback um but it was very cute and like even I got to go to Carnew I went to Monaseed National School and I really my one of my highlights have been the kids like because they just they looked at me like I was somebody like important and to me I'm just like I'm like I'm just Aoife like I'm just a girl that went to Australia and got to do this cool thing like you know um, which was so yeah. fantastic. And then when you got down to Tralee and into Kerry and the like festival proper, like did it like just like jump like five or ten levels from because I know it you kind of were touring around the country a bit to actually started off in Gory um, and you kind of made yeah. your way down to Tralee. But when you hit Tralee, did it like just like go off the charts? Like we got a police or like a police, I'm saying, God, a guard escort from like we went to Templemore first um, and got a big like they marched for us and did all this big thing and had a tea. And then from there, they guard escorted us down through to Limerick first. We met the escort. That was the first time we met the escorts in Limerick, and then a guard escort from Limerick to like Kerry, like and I, I just there's no part in your life like as like a 28 year old girl that you're sitting on a bus and everyone like with rows of truly and a guard escort that you think that this is like normal behaviour. So, um, yeah, it was hectic. Like, it, um, it was truly is fantastic. The atmosphere is amazing it's such a big thing to the town of Tralee and to Kerry and what the festival does and just like I just really didn't realize how big it really was um I feel like I was so overwhelmed but so it just is so humbling like to see there was little kids and they're they're shouting Sydney like they don't they probably don't know who I am really they're just see the sash like but you know they're shouting Sydney and like I love you I I was like is this real like I just can't even imagine um but it's funny actually I think you'll appreciate this I was we were coming down there's two like parade nights and one was at night and we're on these big floats and you're in lovely dresses and there's like it's packed like you can't everyone's there um and I seen in the crowd I spotted this like A4 sheet of paper and it was like hello from Austra- oh, no, hello from the Sheridans in Australia and I was like what like I was like the Sheridans Australia Sheridans are from Ascobar but um <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah Owen and his wife and all are over here so I was like it was um the mom like I just I was so overwhelmed I was like oh my god this is mad um it was absolutely fantastic I feel like I'll remember it for the rest of my life and hopefully a story I can tell to uh, the next generation that come in my life please god and uh, yeah I don't know if you've been on tv before but yeah national tv then is part of the festival how did the the tv go were you super nervous or did it actually just fly by in like the like 30 seconds it felt like after you got off stage yeah, like I think that you go through this whole crazy two weeks period where you do all these things that you are like, is this real life? Because you like that's the best part of the Rose Tree. It gives normal people like myself an opportunity to kind of live this, you know, um, lifestyle and be, you know, celebrated for 
like just being a nurse and being an advocate and being a woman but like for me you know I was in all these situations I think by the time you are tired because it's like so hectic um you just it's like for me I was like right this is another thing I have to do um I sang on it which is like the biggest thing ever because I had a fear of singing I still wouldn't be over a hundred percent but um I like I sang one time and that was only the first time properly in front of people um for my Sydney audition and I did not think I didn't practice it I swear to god I did not practice until I had to sing on TV and I kept saying to RT I don't think I can sing I don't think I can sing they were like you'll be fine I was like oh my god I'm can't let everybody down now all the work they've put in but um it flew by honestly um you know Dahi I uh, Dahi O'Shea interviewed me and um I'm sure he's best friends with everybody but I really feel that he was very very good to me and yeah I I really appreciate it you know he's the professional in the situation because he definitely made me feel at ease and I was just really, really proud uh, seeing my dad and my sister and all my family in the audience. Um, you know, my nan, obviously, they showed a video of my nanny as well. Um, and just, yeah, it's just been amazing. I look back and I'm like, was that actually me on the telly? <laughs> yeah. And um, since I all wrapped up now and, uh, you know, um, uh, what's her name? Roisin Wiley, the New York Rose um, won it. I mean, have you heard from Roisin or any of the other girls? Is there a Rosa Tralee 2023 WhatsApp group where you're all like kind of still still in touch or, you know, what's been kind of the the post Rosa yes. Tralee? I don't know what you, I don't know what you would call it. The, the feedback or, what's you know, life after the <laughs> yeah. Rosa Tralee. Yeah. Oh, we have a WhatsApp group for sure. Um, the escorts are in there. The, the Rose are in there. The Roses have um, a separate WhatsApp. A message group and I'm sure the boys are the same but we are all definitely still in contact Um, sure we're like a little like we've all had this mad experience together and it's you know each other that you know understand what we're talking about Um, and Roisin has been doing a fantastic job she is currently organizing um, for a lot of us to go to New York for St. Patrick's Day so um, she's busy looking after us and she's going to host a lot of us for that so um yeah definitely been chatting to her and yeah it's kind of like a family like we support each other and that's the best thing out of it like she we were so proud of Roisin and so delighted for her um and just it is such an, a surreal experience so it's really important that we do have each other's backs you know and and our class of 2023 has been brilliant yeah and one of my best friends actually he I think he did he did escort definitely two years I think he might have even done three years but yeah he said it was also from the escorts point of view an absolutely like fantastic experience you know the the vibe in Tralee like you're just running on adrenaline for the whole um adrenaline the whole 10 days and uh but he said yeah uh, he said it was absolutely um brilliant but I do just want to mention uh because I know you're busy promoting it the applications for the Sydney Rose and I mean uh, all the other roses I presume are all going to be starting you know their application processes and selection nights and all of that so I'll put a link to the Sydney Rose down in the in the show notes if there's anybody thinking that they want to put their name forward for for Sydney for this year and following uh, Aoife's Aoife's footsteps but I just wanted to know from from Aoife now after a busy 2023 are you just going to now chill now in 2024 or 
kind of what's next for for Aoife Butler? I realize that I can't chill, actually. <laughs> That's why I've like changed my job. I'm now doing part-time lecturing as well with my full-time job. Um, and no, look, I'm still, uh, so the applications are now open. We'll start that process coming around March usually. Um, and that goes on until the ball on the 18th of May. Um, so shout out if anybody wants tickets, like even if you enter or not, just it's a great, it's like an Irish wedding I always say it's a great night get dressed up um it's really fantastic and we'll crown the 2024 Sydney Rose um that rose will probably be the Sydney Rose for two years so um because we won't be in it next year but um if anyone's listening who's thinking of applying please apply because it is honestly an experience of a lifetime happy for you to message me online um, and ask me questions if yeah if you would like but um yeah next for the following week, not next week, I am meeting the Minister of Health, Stephen Donnelly. Um, he's coming over to for St. Patrick's Day. So I get the opportunity to meet him um, with the consulate um, as well because I'm a nurse. So we're going to speak about, I guess, why nurses are leaving Ireland um, and what Australia is offering us, which I'm very passionate about. And um, so I'm excited about that. I'm going to New York for the St. Patrick's Day parade to support Roisin. Um, I've never been to New York, so I'm very excited also Ooh. about that. Um, yeah, so uh, I have another few podcasts and different things to do, but um, keeping busy is good. So I've still a few things left. Uh, New York is a fantastic place. I actually went to New York um, on the way to coming to Australia the first time around. So rather me and my uh, me and my friend, we, we, we didn't go the normal way where, you know, everyone hits Thailand and Vietnam and all of these places. We, instead of going through Southeast Asia, we actually went through the States and Canada um, catching up with yeah, distant relations and kind of we worked for a U.S. company. So we caught up with some of the some of our U.S. colleagues um when we were over there, but yeah, New York is a fantastic place. And I've always said I'd, that's one on my bucket list. I'd love to go to, you know, the, the Chicago parade or the New York parade. Cause I mean, when you see it on, on social media these days, it looks like a fantastic experience. And, you know, when you've got somebody on the ground now, Roisin, who can, you know, keep you, um, in the know and all, all of the good spots and whatever, I think it'll be an absolutely fantastic experience. Yeah, and we get to March in it, like, so I just feel like New York, um, New York and Chicago, some of the, one of the biggest ones around the world, um, so I was like, I'm not passing up this, um, finish off the year on a high and another great opportunity, so yeah, I'll be extremely proud to be a fellow Wexford woman slash Sydney in New York in St. Patrick's Day for it, so I'll be excited. Aoife, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast, and yeah, we'll keep following you on uh Sydney Rose of Trillian, uh, lend all our support to wh whoever comes next. And yeah, as I said earlier on, uh, 2023, you're a queer busy woman. And it sounds like you're going to be a queer busy woman in 2024 <laughs> as well. Please God, busy is great. But uh, yeah, I hope so. Big things. Thanks, Aoife. Thanks very much. And that's it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And as I said at the start, if you did like today's show, please follow us on your podcast app. And while you're in there, leave us a review and we'll talk to you the next time.